My name is Jeffrey Burke, and I'm a 40-year veteran of the natural products industry. I'm a naturopathic practitioner, a master herbalist, and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My show airs Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 1340 a.m. and 98.9 FM. Every show, I bring you the most relevant topics on better health and wellness, and I bring you the best guests in the industry who share the newest and most up-to-date information that we all need to know about. My show streams live every day at 5 a.m., but for those of you that cannot listen live, all of my shows are recorded and podcast and are available for on-demand downloads at stayhealthylasvegas.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the northwest corner of Charleston and Rancho, next to Smith's. Visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store to see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. Stay Healthy offers exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products at awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6, Monday through Saturday, and closed on Sunday. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. Remember to tune into my show often and listen to the on-demand podcast of the show at stayhealthylasvegas.com. I look forward to chatting with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. You know, every single day we talk about things that are important. And sometimes we kind of get sidelined because we're busy dealing with all the other things going on in our world. We're dealing with, you know, work and family and responsibilities and deadlines and pets and crazy things that we've got to do. And, you know, we end up having a situation where we end up spending most of our day doing things that we have to do or for other people. And that's okay. But then at the end of the day, it might be a whole day we haven't taken care of ourselves. We haven't drank any water. We haven't really focused on our activity. We haven't really learned how to de-stress and decompress. And by the end of the day, we're, we're kind of behind the eight ball. The whole idea of this show, and has been for four decades, is to have everybody focus a little bit more on their health and well-being. You know, just take the time to um, spend a little bit more time and a little bit more time with yourself and a little bit more focus on what's going on. So, you know, we want to make sure that we're doing... We're doing everything we possibly can to be as healthy as possible. We want to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. And we want to do that in a way that um, we're able to to see noticeable changes and feel those changes. So every single day, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning, we talk about the relevant topics for today's world. And I also bring you some of the best guests in the industry, trying to make sure that we are doing everything we possibly can do, but also at the same time, we want to get their take, their information, um, their experience, their education, their experience. And, you know, sometimes we, we take for granted that there's a lot of good information out there, and sometimes we don't look into the information until we absolutely need to. And that makes it hard. It actually makes it very, very difficult, and we don't want to do that. We don't want to put ourselves into a situation where we're barely getting through the day. We don't want to just exist. We want to enjoy our good health and well-being. Part of that process is having a comfort zone of a place to go for questions and answers. I've been sending you to Stay Healthy Health Food Store for a very long time with good reason. 
Not only are they Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley, but they are also a one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition. They're a fully packed full-service environment with great values, carrying the best of the best products every day with the most knowledgeable, educated, informed, relevant, and passionate people that work there. So when you go to stay healthy, you may be confused or frustrated or trying to figure out what's going on, looking for answers, and you get to leave with peace of mind with the answers to those questions. If you've been struggling on your healthy journey, probably didn't take the time to really ask some good questions. You know how we are. We kind of just do something because sometimes something is better than nothing. And then we end up being frustrated a month or two months down the road when we're not making any, any yardage, if you will. We're just kind of spinning. Or we get totally frustrated because we didn't do our homework and we decided to do something that a friend was doing. And it was completely the wrong thing for us to do anyway because it didn't really apply to us. And then we get frustrated and throw our hands up and the whole industry, we throw everything away because we're not getting the results that we wanted even though we didn't do our homework. So do your homework. You're that important that you should. Go to Stay Healthy Health Food Store, ask questions, have a dialogue, a conversation, check out the best of the best in every category. They're gonna help you choose and help you make really wise, decisive decisions about your health and well-being. You'll find Stay Healthy Health Food Store at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston. They are open Monday through Saturday 9 to 6 and closed on Sunday and you'll find them right on that northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston right next to Smith's. If you're looking for mail order or delivery or you're looking for them just to get your order together so you can swoop in and pick it up on those really busy days, give them a call. 877-2494-877-2494. Remember for their, you know, for information and to get a hold of them another way, go to their webpage. Newly formulated, newly updated, stayhealthylasvegas.com, stayhealthylasvegas.com. You can enter your email address for upcoming newsletters as well as promotions and special deals. You can also print coupons to use in the store, and you can listen to any of the radio show podcasts that are on demand right on the webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. Well, today we're going to talk about the immune system. Now, we've been talking about the immune system for a long time, and for a while there, everyone was focused on it. Is it still something that needs our focus? Is it something we are going to go back to the old days when we really only focused on it during flu and cold season, Black Friday and the holiday rush? Or is it something that we should be focusing on all the time? Well, nobody better to talk with about this than my friend Neil Levin. Neil is a nutrition education manager and a product formulator for the natural product manufacturer Now Foods. Neil is a board certified clinical nutritionist who has a diplomat in advanced nutritional laboratory assessment. He is a professional member of the International American Associations of Clinical Nutritionists, serves on the scientific council of the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. Neil is a director, program chair, and past president of the American Nutrition Association and serves on the public relations committee of the American Herbal Products Association. His comments, articles are published in magazines and newspapers. He contributes also to scientific journals and has been featured in countless radio interviews and television news reports. You can follow his post on his articles at his blog, honestnutrition.com and at nowfoods.com. He also tweets as Neil E. Levin and on Facebook as Honest Nutrition. Help me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil. 
Hello, it's good to be with you again. Good to be with you as well, my friend. How's everything in your world? Uh, it's, it's rainy, which is actually good. We need some of that. Send it our way. Our, our lakes are drying up out here, and we're like prunes. We need rain. It threatened yesterday so hard here, and it actually it was so dark, and it went over my house. I had six drops, and then it was gone. <laughs> yeah. uh, we've had about an eighth of an inch this morning of rain. It's likely to rain part or all of the day here, so, you know, it, it's been dry. I mean, this drought has actually gone, I, I saw a map, a worldwide map of it. It kind of swirls through your part of the world, comes up through the midsection of the United States. It goes over to Europe, and there's parts of Europe with uh, massive drought. And then it goes over into Asia, India, parts of China. Uh, I mean, it, literally you could follow this kind of like a jet stream going around the world, the drought. Wow. Oh. You know, it's... The world is crazy right now. There's just so many things going on out here. And, you know, people have been a little bit more focused on their own on their own individual environments. And now people are going back out in the world. And, you know, I just wonder if they're taking that newly found self-focus with them or whether we've just, like we do in many different things, we do things at the time when we need them and then we leave them in the rearview mirror. Do you see people focusing today on... Um, self-help as much as they did when they were quarantined at home and you know or sick or worried about getting sick on a bigger a larger scale no not at all it's uh, a lot of people just think it's all over and some people think it never happened right you know it doesn't matter if there were a million deaths in the united states of hospitals emergency rooms uh, cl critical care facilities were full uh, morgues were full. They were running out of body bags and places to store bodies. You know, some people deny all that and think it's all a myth or some political thing. Uh, but it, it was happening worldwide, not just the United States, which is a good indication that it's not a political issue. It's something that's real. And, uh, you know, people are still dying. You know, in, in Illinois, there's still 10,000 people in the hospital with COVID. I mean, it's not like it's over. Most of them are not dying like they used to. But there's still a lot of people getting hospitalized. The majority of them don't have good immune systems. They don't have vaccination. They don't have whatever they need to be healthy. You know, people might need different things or different combinations of things. But whatever it is, you know, the fact that there's 10,000 people in Illinois alone in hospitals for just one disease you know we're not even at flu season now or any of the other things you know it, it, it's troubling that people are not concerned about how to keep their immune systems healthy on an ongoing basis so they can resist these both ordinary and extraordinary challenges that come to them both seasonally or through waves of, of a pandemic hmm. Because, you know, a lot of people at the point in time, you know, we were doing these shows during the pandemic as well, and people were taking, you know, supplemental, you know, immune formulas. They were taking things like D3 and zinc and elderberry and trying to eat a little better and, you know, just trying to do these things. And I still know a lot of people, myself personally, I'm traveling so much that, I mean, I haven't let my guard down at all because I'm afraid to, you know, so um, I'm continuing to do the things that I need to do. But I just wonder... You know, for the longest time, and I was guilty of this as well, 
it would seem that I would do my radio shows every single year. I'd start in like the middle of October and start talking about upcoming flu and cold season. I would talk about it probably to the end of March, do periodic shows. And then I would go into allergy season and everything else and then hot weather and all that. And I just kind of would forget about it. And I mean, the awakening that I had and the friendly reminder was that viruses and infections and things, they know no calendar. They, they're around us all year long. And, and the immune system is something that we need to be a little bit more focused on when we're getting older, when we're under more stress and our diets are not good and we're not healthy and we're on a lot of medications and we're stressed. You know, it's something we should be working on all year long. And I think for a while there, people were doing that because we were in the midst of something. So it was going on all the time during this. But I think I agree with you that people have, I don't know if you call it letting their guard down or maybe just moving on and, and leaving it in the dust. Well, it's kind of both. I, I mean, here here's something from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, National Institutes of Health. And this was updated less than a year ago. People require several vitamins and minerals, including vitamin C, vitamin D, and zinc, for proper immune function, and clinical deficiencies of these nutrients can increase susceptibility to infections. Other dietary supplement ingredients, such as botanicals and probiotics, do not have essential roles in the body, but they might affect immune function. I would actually say probiotics do have an essential role in the body. I would disagree with them there. But, uh, you know... They know that these nutrients are needed, and this is something that, you know, for example, I, a lot of times I'll recommend people uh, when they're asking about immunity and nutrients, I say, do you take a multivitamin? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times they'll say no, and I say, well, that has your vitamin A, your vitamin D, your vitamin C, it has zinc, it has selenium, uh, you know, it has some of the B vitamins you might need for immunity, uh, you know, why aren't you taking that? Some of them have extra things like alpha lipoic acid or grapeseed extract that might also help immunity. And, you know, a multivitamin covers a lot of the bases. I actually did a recent presentation for uh, health professionals. Uh, I, do, I do a lot of foreign trainings. I just did one on July 3rd for 717 pediatricians in 48 countries on pediatric immunity and nutrition specifically. You know, so there's there's a wide interest in this worldwide, not so much from health professionals in the United States, certainly not the conventional MDs as much as naturopaths or, you know, chiropractors or, or other health professionals. But, uh, you know, nutrients have uh, an essential role in immunity. And one of the things that it's interesting to people when I'm doing these talks, I show a slide from a virology journal that shows here is the level, and you, and you see this graph with a, a, you know, like a bar chart, and there's this very tall column for seasonal flu rate in the winter and a very low bar for the one in the summer, the difference between seasonal immunity from flu and things like that. And... Next to the very tall bar in the winter is another one next to it that says, here's what happens if you give 800 units of vitamin D to people. And it goes down to the summer level. It, it's a fraction of the level it would be if they didn't get adequate vitamin D, which the National Institute of Health admits is essential for 
immunity. So, you know, just knowing that if you get adequate vitamin D, you could make a difference in seasonal susceptibility, uh, you know, as proven with an intervention study where they actually administered the vitamin to one group and had a placebo group that didn't and saw what happened to them seasonally, and huge difference in susceptibility to infection if they did not get that level of vitamin D that's, you know, pretty close to the daily value or RDA. Uh, you know, it's, that's just one nutrient. You know, we, we know there's tons of research going back probably close to 100 years on people who are deficient in antioxidants like vitamin A or selenium or zinc have much more susceptibility to infection. And if they do get an infection, it's more likely to be serious from a nutrient deficiency. You know, I mean, this is well established. This is something you could read about on the National Institute of Health webpage going back. You know, I mean, it's literally close to a century for the connection with measles and vitamin A. Uh, that people who are deficient tended to get more infections and the infections more serious and more likely to lead to pneumonia, et cetera. So when we're talking about clinical deficiencies, we are talking about more higher likelihood of getting sick, going to the hospital, being in intensive care, or dying. You know, this is not something you hear people talk about with dietary supplements that much, and the only reason I'm mentioning it in connection is because this, these are from official government web pages, so they're kind of unimpeachable if the FDA says you're making a claim for a, a supplement, no, I'm quoting a government source, an official authoritative government source. This is not a product claim. You know, so this is real. This is not something that, you know, is, is made up by vitamin companies or something. This is something that's in the medical literature that is recognized by medical authorities and regulatory authorities in the uh, Health and Human Services National Institutes of Health you know, as being something that people need to be concerned about. I, I know that in places like Las Vegas, where, where you are, or places like Florida, Spain, uh, Dubai, that people are not getting adequate vitamin D despite having plenty of sunshine because they cover up, they use sunscreen, they're afraid of getting skin cancer or sunburn. And... You know, people who are not outside, people who are covered up, people with darker skin who take much longer to make vitamin D, uh, up to four to eight times as long, depending on their skin pigments. Uh, you know, it, it's a natural defense against overdose of vitamin D in, in sunny climate. Uh, you know, it's not something that uh, can be ignored, that there is a connection between nutrition and immunity when you have authoritative sources saying that. They're, they're publishing it right there for everyone to see if they're interested in. They go on and say that uh, interest in dietary supplement ingredients can enhance, that can enhance immune function and reduce inflammation is high. And research suggests, this is from the National Institute of Health now, Research suggests they might improve immune function and help prevent or reduce symptoms of the common cold, influenza, and other respiratory tract infections. Wow. So, 
you know, people are worried about immunity. The government's telling us this is one way to ensure immunity. You know, get get adequate nutrition, whether it's food or or supplements. And uh, when I, you know, another research I saw recently that I was doing some uh, physician trainings on is that there is almost no risk of overdosing on vitamins or minerals by taking a multivitamin. It corrects deficiencies in most cases of people who are not getting adequate vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, selenium, the things you need for immunity. Uh, according to the government, according to medical research, you need these things. You get It helps you bridge gaps in the diet. You know, I mean, let's say you're on a a keto diet, and and you're avoiding fruit. You're not getting all those plant pigments. You're not getting these polyphenols and bio, bioflavonoids and things that are have antioxidant-like effects in the body and help strengthen the immune system and weaken invasive organisms. I mean, our diet is part of our immune system. Let's not forget that. The immune system is not independent of inputs and access to nutrients to perform the functions that are needed. Well, you know, I think what happened is a lot of people, you know, at the time, of course, were very nervous and, you know, very scared about what was coming and what wasn't going and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, and of course, now, you know, things, I'll give you an example. I was at a funeral many years ago. And a friend of mine died from lung cancer. And there were five of us there that were talking after the funeral. And four of them were smokers. And the other one was a heavy smoker. And all of them decided they were going to quit smoking that day at the funeral. They just said, you know, we're all we're all living the came to the same lives. And we don't want to follow the path. So they all quit smoking. So it was about three months later, I ran into them. And one of them had started smoking again. And it was six months later, and they were all smoking again. You know, and they all just said, you know, it's just been so hard and yada, yada, yada. So I think sometimes during the moment, we get a little bit more focused. And I think that we have a tendency to, to become a little bit more emotionally involved in what's going on. But it is amazing how real life and how strong habits are and how, what creatures of habits we are that we slide back into who we were before there was that issue at hand. And I just, I don't, that's kind of what I see going on. Yeah, that's a valid point. And I, I think that's a common human tendency to... You know, magnify the importance of what's happening now, and then you, you kind of forget it. It becomes less important when other things come up, when circumstances mm -hmm. change. Uh, it's your habits. It might be who you're hanging out with or the places you are. If you go to a smoky bar or something, there's not so many of them around anymore, all the regulations. But if you're hanging out with people who go out and have a smoke and you're talking to them and they're your friends, you want to be left behind. Or you're a party where people are smoking out on the balcony. Do you you want to be with those people sometimes? And you know, being around people who do a habit like that is more likely to let, let's use the word infect you with uh, try with sharing that habit and you know being social. But there's also addictive qualities, and there's a reason why they have those vaping with pure nicotine. Uh, versus cigarettes, and you're not getting the tar and stuff that causes lung cancer, maybe, but you're still getting who knows what kind of chemicals in there. 
it, it's mm-hmm. likely to be safer than smoking, but you know, it, it's not necessarily safe or natural in any sense. You know, I mean, chewing tobacco might be more natural than that, but of course, there's risk with that too. Uh, it, it's just people are, like you say, creatures of habit, and they they fall back into their into those habits. Even you know, people we've seen that with dieting. People go on a diet and then they restrict their diet, and maybe they meet a goal, maybe they don't. But after a while, they go back to their old habits. They so they don't maintain it. Maybe the diet they're on is unrealistic. Maybe it's not sustainable. Maybe it's not nourishing enough. Maybe they're craving something. I, I saw something years ago that I thought was interesting. The uh, supply of omega, what was it, uh, cer- certain fatty acids that are healthy were most abundant in the American diet in things like uh, margarine and uh, these, these heavily chemicalized things in the grocery store. And you could get them from natural sources. But those were the best sources people were getting. Uh, you know, things like CLA, GLA, uh, ALA, one of the omega-3 fatty acids, they were getting more of that from, from these heavily processed foods in the grocery store than they were from natural foods. And I thought that was strange and interesting that people are, you know, there's actually a theory that people might crave certain things that are not good for them because they contain a very tiny amount of something good that they are not getting otherwise in their diet. And that could be why people are getting these. Their body knows they're getting a tiny bit of this thing that they need, but then they're getting hydrogenated oils or uh, artificial colors, flavors, you know, something else with it that, that that's not so good and in much higher abundance typically uh, in, that, in these very heavily processed foods. But, you know, there might be a little germ of something healthy in there that their body craves and that makes them crave that thing. You know, it's an interesting theory and, and certainly worth looking at if there's a certain craving, you know, there, there could be, a, it's a comfort food with an emotional component. It could be, uh, it's something that they just like the taste of, that they crave. And, you know, sometimes people crave foods that they have immune reactions to. Not, not overt allergies, but delayed food sensitivities, the IgG immune cell mediated stuff. And uh, sometimes that's, slight inflammation or, or whatever reaction the body's getting, people somehow get dependent on that, which right. is an odd thing to me that they would do that. But, you know, it, it's something that I've noticed and I've seen in some of the literature that uh, shows that people are sometimes craving things that are unhealthy for them. And one potential cause is this theory that, you know, there, there is something good in there along with the bad, and their body just needs it or craves it, and you're not giving them an alternate source, a natural source. Hmm. Well, you know, we all love a comfort zone, but comfort zones don't mean that they're good for you. A comfort zone sometimes can just be comfortable and familiar and habitual. Um, So sometimes we just have to kind of change those comfort zones and make them a little bit better. Nobody's saying that it's easy. 
uh, but it obviously is something that would be beneficial. So, so here we are, you know, we're where we are at this point in time. We're also at the time of the year when the middle of the summer, it's hot. Weather's going to be changing in a month or so. Where should people be right now and how should they address where they are right now, maybe preventively and maybe just keeping their system a little stronger? And then when do they make maybe the, the transition to something a little bit different toward the colder weather where we get that traditional quote unquote flu and cold season? Well, I'm, my advice to just about everybody is, is take a multivitamin to start. Get, yeah. get your basic nutrition without any significant risk of overdosing on any vitamin. Then look at what you can add to that. Because the multivitamin, you know, I, I take a handful of vitamins in the morning and a handful at night, you know, that fills one of those seven-day uh, vitamin compartments twice a day. <laughs> and uh-huh. one of those pills is a multivitamin. But the other 30 or whatever are other things that I'm adding. So I, I always take a vitamin C twice a day to make sure I have adequate vitamin C. I used to take once a day. But, I, but when COVID came, I, I switched up to two to make sure I have plenty. And as, the, as we've seen, uh, there's a ton of research showing that... Uh, Supporting the role of vitamin C as an immune-supporting agent. And, you know, that's something even the, the NIH, National Institutes of Health, talks about. Uh, well described in the medical literature. Uh, and another point that, that's not often mentioned is that many people who are, who are chronically ill Chronically infected people. This, this is a, a study published about two years ago. Uh, patients with chronic viral infections have shown this in general in a review study. Serum concentrations of vitamins A, E, D, and C are decreased. Deficiencies of those vitamins are associated with higher levels of viral replication, higher levels of pro-inflammatory cytokines, and with illness severity, and that vitamins might suppress or reduce viral replication or viral load in various viral infections, both in adults and children. So you're not going to see those kind of claims on products. You know, it's not legal to make a specific product claim, put it on your label or web page related to a product that it can treat or prevent any disease. And if anyone has ever read the label of a dietary supplement, there is actually a required federal disclaimer on every label saying that the the FDA has not reviewed or approved this formula and it is not intended to treat, prevent, mitigate, whatever, uh, any disease. You You actually have to put that on every label. So, you know, I'm not making a specific product claim here. I'm talking in general about medical literature, government uh, web pages, and what what they're claiming, those kind of things. So I'm being very specific here in talking about, in general, how nutrients work, not saying this specific product does that, because that's not allowed. Even if it's true, it's not allowed by federal law. 
So there is a gag order on the dietary supplement industry that does not allow us to make claims to improve or, or correct anything in the body. It's to support already healthy body structures and functions. Those are the only allowed claims unless the FDA has authorized a health claim or qualified health claim, which is very limited. Now, that doesn't mean that other agencies like the National Institutes of Health aren't going to make their own claim. And I'm, if I'm citing a, another government agency that's authoritative, uh, this is actually the parent organization of the FDA you know, that, that's saying things uh, for the Department of Health and Human Services. You know, we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, you, you could refer to those claims in general, but not for a specific product. So, you know, we're, I'm walking a tightrope here even talking about this stuff because this is something that regulators, if, if, you, if it's associated with a specific product, they will send you a warning letter. Uh, there's all kinds of repercussions possible for that. So, you know, I, I certainly don't want to get into that area where I'm making a claim for a product. But when we're talking about nutrients in general and the research and, and what uh, government and authoritative web pages say, I, I, I'm willing to walk on that ledge. So somebody just chimed in and they said, you know, we took a lot of stuff during uh, the situation where all of us were shut at home. Now all of us are back to work. And I admit exactly what you said. A lot of us, myself included, has gotten away from the things that I was using before. Um, could you ask Neil to make a suggestion? We do take a multiple vitamin, but we also don't want to get sick, and both of us work in very much germ-filled environments. Well, that's the thing. Working at home was actually less likely to catch something because you're not going out. That was the whole point of all, this, all these quarantines, was to avoid the cross-contamination from other people. Uh, you know, now that you're in a work environment or school environment, you know, we know that kids tend to spread infections and bring them home to their families, even if they don't tend to get serious symptoms. Maybe they get cold and flu symptoms, runny noses, you know, that kind of thing. You know, they, they did not tend to be hospitalized or, or killed by COVID, for example, in large numbers. You know, there were hundreds maybe, but not a million people, you know. You know, very low percentage of, of young children like that. So, you know, which is interesting because the so-called Spanish flu of 100 years ago was mostly killing people with good immune systems who were of prime age, like a young young adults, was, was actually the, the prime target. And here we're looking at the prime target being senior citizens with reduced uh, immunity and, and nutritional input. We know that institutional adults and adults, seniors who are living by themselves, will tend to have poor diets. Uh, you see that a lot, uh, for example, with widows who are used to making a meal for the family. The kids have moved out, the, the husband passed away, and they're going to graze. They're not going to necessarily make meals and take care of their nutrition in the same way. They don't have the same focus on the meal as a source of nutrition. Institutionalized, we see that omega-3 tends to be low in these. Vitamin D tends to be low in these. Uh, a lot of nutrients tend to be 
missing or cooked out in processed foods and, and heavily cooked foods that are typical in institutional settings. So, you know, that's why the multivitamin will help bridge those gaps. But that doesn't mean you might not need an extra vitamin D in the winter. Remember, if you're staying out of the sun or if you're only out in the sun at times when the sun is low in the sky, then you're not going to make vitamin D. Your shadow has to be shorter than your height to even make vitamin D. So if you go out and you have a long shadow on the, on the ground or the floor, you cannot make vitamin D. It's got to be shorter than your height. If you're six foot tall and your shadow is seven foot long, no vitamin D. If, it's, if your shadow is four foot long, yes, you can make vitamin D. Hmm. You know, I, I think that somebody else just chimed in and she said, I kept on my protocol uh, for the whole time and I, and I have not gotten off of it only because of the fact that I was nervous because I travel and I'm around a lot of people. You know, I agree with that. I, I really, really do. And I, I think that, you know, I mean, even if I was staying home, I would probably modify my program down a little bit. But that's really not an option right now. I'm around a lot of people. I'm in different environments. You travel, you are too. Airports, airplanes, close proximity, different people, different food, different air quality, different environment. I mean, there's a lot of unknowns that we go into and we can't control any of the unknowns. The only controllable variables we can control is how we eat, how we hydrate, how we sleep, how we decompress, and what supplements we use. So we have control. We just, you know, just need to find some answers. And I think once again, it's confusing. Yeah, and remember, stress uses up nutrients. Hmm. Stress eats nutrients. So the more stress you're under, which could be because of a pandemic, it could be because of a changed work or life or home situation. It could be because of uh, a fear of travel or being in groups. Whatever stress you have is going to eat up vitamins and increase your need for vitamins. Uh, vitamin C is concentrated something like uh, 150 times what's in the bloodstream in the adrenal gland dealing with stress. Some immune cells have levels of vitamin C up to 200 times as concentrated as in the bloodstream. We could see where vitamin C has an important role in immunity, and in stress control, besides its role in collagen, which has a role in, in heart health and, and cardiovascular health, maintaining collagen and making new collagen, uh, you know, it has roles in many, many things in the body. So, you know, it's important that you get these nutrients in adequate supply. And one reason why humans are different for most mammals is we cannot make our own vitamin C in our livers from blood sugar. We're lacking an enzyme. There's a mutation in humans that removes the enzyme that is common in most mammals. The only mammals that don't make their own vitamin C are higher primates and, and humans, uh, fruit-eating bats, and guinea pigs. There's about 20 species of mammals that can't make their own vitamin C. Why are they surviving without making their own vitamin C? Because we eat varied diets that have a lot of bioflavonoids, polyphenols, other nutrients that serve as antioxidants and, and supporting compounds that regenerate the vitamin C. When we're talking about antioxidants in the medical literature, we're talking about, actually, it's, it's almost like an electrical charge. And if there's a short circuit, there's 
a uh, electrons are being torn out of out of molecules and disrupting them. That's what free radical damage is. It's actually you're tearing these things apart with an electrical charge. It's like you're you're zapping them with a taser. And taking antioxidants replaces those missing electrons and stops that chain reaction. So it's almost like having an anti-taser effect on your cellular level. So, you know, it's an interesting thing when you, when you think about the body that way, that there's electrical charges going on and, and need to insulate and control them. And that's being done with what is broadly called antioxidants in the medical literature and scientific literature. On labels, the term antioxidants are now restricted by federal law, another weird thing, to vitamins and minerals. So alpha-lipoic acid, which is dubbed the universal antioxidant in all the scientific literature, cannot be called an antioxidant on the label. But it does perform that function in the body, you know, even though you can't label it that way. So... These things are very important to control these chain reactions and protect cells from damage from the immune system itself. The immune system is using these electrical charges, these, these weapons, these explosives. I mean, there are literally tiny explosives going on and little taser zapping going on in the body to try to attack these other cells. And there's a system to control all these things. It's like a controlled implosion if you have the right thing, instead of a massive explosion that's damaging everything around it. That's the purpose of taking all these things. You're strengthening the immune system, you're weakening the things that the immune system is attacking, and you're protecting all your cells and tissues from damage from this war going on. Imagine you have a force field to protect you from uh, a missile coming in and attacking something next to you. That's what these antioxidants and other nutrients are doing in the body. They're making your weapons stronger, your defenses stronger, and your enemy weaker. Well, well, answer this. This just came in. It says, is it okay for me to continue using things like my elderberry and I take um, oregano oil, I take olive leaf, uh, I travel internationally every single week or every two weeks, and it just, I know it's kept me, kept me healthy and I'm, I'm afraid to stop taking them. Do I need to take a break from anything? You really don't. The body needs a constant supply of antioxidants, free radical fighters, however, however they're labeled. You know, and, and they're synergistic. One, you know, you, you can take vitamin C all day long, but it only lasts about a half hour in circulation if you don't have the other antioxidants to recycle it, to turn it from an oxidized form after it's donated its electron to stop a free radical reaction it becomes oxidized, you can recycle it. It's called reducing it back to the antioxidant form with another antioxidant such as alpha-lipoic acid, grapeseed extract, you know, some of these other things. Uh, elderberry is great because it contains these polyphenols and uh, other types of similar compounds that will support the immune system, that will support your vitamin C levels, and it will normally contain a little bit of vitamin C as well. But uh, it's interesting because uh, these constituents uh, will support the immune system and will 
have the opposite effect on viruses and other infections. Mm. You know, I, I, I have somebody else just chimed in and she said, I'm a little nervous about uh, things coming back. And like you answered before, things haven't left. I mean, they're still here. You know, and I, my personal feeling is this will be something that, you know, circulates around and mutates and changes. And, you know, we have viruses around us every single day, but, you know, sometimes we just don't think about them. Yeah, the, uh, I mean, what we've seen is that the very, very deadly viruses and, and infections uh, don't spread that much. You know, we don't have Ebola as a pandemic. And it's killing like 40, 50% of the people who get it. Because the, the kill rate is so high, it doesn't spread so much. So these, these infections actually become more infectious as they become less deadly. So when we're seeing these mutations, these other forms, these variants of viruses coming out, it, it, it gradually becomes less and less and, uh, deadly and less serious for most people. I mean, the common flu is reported to kill 30 to 50,000 people a year in this country. So it's not that the, you know, get, getting a, a seasonal flu isn't deadly. It can be for the most susceptible people with weak immune systems. But it's likely that COVID will join in that, uh, that same category of being endemic rather than pandemic meaning that it's going to circulate and mutate just like the seasonal flu, and it's going to kill a certain amount of people. But, you know, it, it's not going to kill 10 or 20 times as many people as the seasonal flu anymore because the new variant directly related to their ability to spread is their reduction in toxicity and risk of death. You know, but there's still plenty of people who are you know, post-COVID and have long-term things going on. Right. You know, the, the Hospital for Special Surgery in New York, for example, talks about, you know, if, if you've been in the hospital for COVID and you go home, do you have a, an eating schedule? Do you have a way to make and balance your meals? Are you making sure you have enough protein, vitamin C, zinc, vitamin D, uh, all these things? You know, do you have gut health? They actually talk about probiotics. They talk about omega-3. Huh. They, they, they even talk about tart cherry, cherry juice. So, you know, this is all from a hospital in New York City uh, talking about how to manage when you go home from the hospital. You, you can't stop worrying about your nutrition even then. You know, maybe they'll feed you stuff in the hospital and, you know, God forbid you end up there. Uh, I still want to be taking my vitamins when appropriate, depending on the treatment. You know, if I were in a hospital for something like that, I'd want an IV of vitamin C, for example, and get high doses. Uh, would be one of the things I'd be requesting if they would allow me to have that. You know, that's just my personal opinion. But, you know, based on some studies that were done in foreign countries that shows that, that there was a benefit. So, you know, our options might be limited, but we do have nutritional options. You know, you're home, you're independent, you and your family can decide what you want to eat. I recommend a multivitamin. I recommend looking at extra 
vitamin D, vitamin C, considered uh, things like elderberry and uh, other things like that, astragalus, that have evidence of being helpful. And, uh, you know, that we're seeing these things in, in the medical literature as being helpful for people's immune system, helping to balance immunity. It's not just increasing immunity, it's modulating immunity. You don't want the immune system to be so aggressive that it's causing damage. The immune system's like an army. It has to have ways to control the damage, mm-hmm. or you're going to get civilian casualties and massive infrastructure damage. And you don't want that in your body. The nutrients help to corral and control that where the immune system is focused but limited. Well, let, let me ask you a question. I've been trying to close all my shows out lately like this. If you, we got about 45 seconds. So if you could leave everybody with a thought for the day today, it could be on this topic or any topic or something that you think you could leave them with a thought that they could ponder what would you leave them with? Our, our immunity depends on having the right nutrients, having a nutritional competence in our diet. And if you're deficient in any nutrients that the body needs for immunity, which includes vitamins A, D, E, C, zinc, selenium at a minimum, your immune system is not going to function properly. You're, you're going to have more side effects from the infection and the body's efforts to fight it as well than if you get adequate nutrition. The risk of adequate nutrition is very low in terms of overdosing. The risk of inadequate nutrition is very high. I love it. Neil, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And thank you for um, your information, your education, and your experience. I, I know people love it when you're here. And Thank you for um, giving people a little bit of hope, but also kind of keeping them on track. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Stay healthy, my friend. You too. Be well. My guest today, Neil Levin, representing Now Foods. Incredible. He always brings such good information, makes it understandable. I've got the best guest anywhere. And, you know, it's so nice to be able to get their take, their information, their experience, their education, their longevity in this industry they've seen the changes they see where we are they also know where we're going you know so it's always great to be able to really uh, bring this good information to you remember to check out all of the now foods products in every category they're all over the store at stay healthy health food store stay healthy is your one-stop full service location for everything health and nutrition now in their fourth decade in the las vegas valley they are las vegas's oldest independent health food retailer with good reason they do it right. They make it an, an incredibly comfortable environment with the most knowledgeable staff that bring information, education, experience, uh, relevance, as well as passion. Because when you're trying to get healthy, be healthy, stay healthy, it's not easy. And sometimes we have to own up to our own situations that we may not have been taking as good a care of ourselves as we were. And we have to be honest when you're having a conversation, you know, don't fabricate, don't don't stretch the truth, be honest. If you're not doing it right, that's okay, because at least you know where you're starting, and then you know what protocol to follow. And they're going to help you out, and you can feel comfortable, and you never have to feel nervous or intimidated, because they want you to get healthy. And they want to be there to help you out, to give you some suggestions, so that you can make better, wiser, healthier, more decisive decisions, because they carry the best of the best in every category. 
You'll find Stay Healthy Health Food Store at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center, right on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. They're open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. When you go to the store, always check out the table. They've always got their giveaway baskets of the month. They're always really cool. Uh, they start at about $150 in value and go way up from there. And they're always from their favorite companies that they're partnering with. And I think it's really cool. All you got to do is fill out a slip. You know, fill out the slip. You know, I think that if you're seriously taking a look at the big picture, it's all about comfort with your health and being able to talk about it in a really comfortable way. That's what Stay Healthy is all about. That's what they were built on. Education, information, uh, clearing up uh, misinformation and all the confusion going on out there. That's what they do every single day, as well as offering great prices and an amazing group of people to work with. Um, Monday through Saturday, like I mentioned, 9 to 6, closed on Sunday. Their webpage, newly revamped and updated. You're going to love it because it's got good information. You can also enter your email address to stay connected for upcoming promotions, super specials, and a newsletter every month. And, of course, listening to the radio show podcasts that are always on demand on the webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com. And don't forget, you can print a coupon to use on your next visit. Call them at 877-2494-877-2494 for mail order services or maybe just to get everything together for you in a bag so you can swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way. 877-2494. Remember to check out all the products from Now Foods, Everyday Low Prices. Don't forget to fill out the slip for your basket drawing giveaway that they do every month. Uh, might just be your month, and I think that's pretty darn cool. Want to thank you to Now Foods. Want to thank you to Neil Levin for being here. Uh, it's always a pleasure to have them here and to be able to uh, truly get great information right from the people in our industry that are critical for getting the information to us. Have a great day, everyone. A great weekend. Stay healthy and God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Tune in Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. on Fox Sports Las Vegas. 1340 AM and 98.9 FM for the most up-to-date information on your good health and well-being with the best guests in the industry who are here to help all of us get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. My show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, located at 840 South Rancho Drive on the northwest corner of Charleston and Rancho, next to Smith's. Visit Stay Healthy to see what a full-service local retailer can do for you. Stay Healthy offers exceptional service, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products at awesome prices. The hours of the store are 9 to 6 Monday through Saturday, closed on Sunday. I look forward to talking with all of you again. Stay healthy.